Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kel on Earth Revisited, where you will travel with me, Kelly Karg, back through my life and musings as I celebrate the milestone of a hundred chapters of the original blog. I have started from the beginning and continue to move through 16 years of observations as I find my voice and my place in the world and reflect on who that person was. So come with me. 18 months after I began this project into part seven, as I celebrate the achievement of longevity and literacy. Part seven, chapter five, gonna go to Ghana, February, 2015. It can be a heavy experience, feeling like an invader. With my travels, I have often felt like an outsider, an interloper, a fraud, but I've rarely felt from the moment of arrival like I was not welcome. Of course, the initial experience did not define the whole trip, nor did it continue past a few tense hours, but the gift of perspective has once again been laid in my lap and I would do well to take it with a thank you, can I have another? Keeping in mind the frustration that my seemingly upper-class single white girl self can produce in others who do not have the freedom of movement that said persons enjoy. In the country I was in, with the history that it enjoys, I felt it unnecessary to fight the man, though I learned later that these bureaucrats would have respected me more if I had. (laughs) At the airport, I sat in my timeout corner for what was deemed an appropriate amount of time and was then begrudgingly given the necessary documentation to continue on my unprepared, ridiculous way. Ghana, or the Gold Coast, as it was previously known, was the port of departure for millions of units, whom we now call human beings. This was the land where, when the gold of the land's former title ran low, merchants determined a new cash crop was needed. With the expansion of the world and trade and products, there was far too much work for landowners everywhere to do, and more importantly, to pay for labor. And so the West was won in an ancient and symbiotically horrible way. The people I met were quite far removed from such an oppressive history, as they toil for themselves now and are fighting more and more to be a part of the decision-making process of their government. But it is a fight. Ghana is a country that produces its own power and then promptly sells it to all neighboring countries, leaving a limited supply for those in the bigger cities. For a few days this trip, I have carried buckets of water to bathe. I have experienced life in this dusty yet tropically green city without power, and I know that my experience does not even flirt with the day-to-day reality of what is lived. Bureaucracy, if not resources, is definitely everywhere, though. From what I could tell, taxis and private cars are pulled over by the police seemingly out of boredom. Where are your papers? What do you think this is? Why do you think you can do that? Whose car is this? And it continues. Sometimes they jump into your car if you haven't locked the doors. They can berate you and delay you for no reason other than the generally inevitable bribe, unless that is not what they want, and then they become irate for the insinuation that they are dirty cops. Depending on who you are and your familiarity with the system, this will not be stressful, but rather a potentially time-consuming power-wielding play in three parts. Barring police interference, the congestion of traffic makes the stress of interacting with the world beyond your immediate neighborhood almost too much to take. When you leave the house, you must be dedicated to your chore, since it will be seen as such by the end, from the sheer effort of making it to your destination. Most streets are a maze, most lights are on the fritz, and there is nearly always traffic. 
But when you do get there, there is color and variety and friendly faces. There are wares of every kind for everyday purposes as well as that for extraordinary occasions. There's fabric printed with a type of tie-dyeing called batik with seemingly discordant colors that have been crisscrossed and beautifully reimagined with shapes and angles that make you wish for skirts and scarves and dresses. There is kente cloth that is limitless in color and design, allowing the weaver to create a different style every time he or she sits down. Color is everywhere, design is everywhere, art of all shapes and textures, with painted recycled glass beads, masked masks decorated with the local symbols for courage, fertility, forgiveness. No one cares what you look like or how you are dressed, which is a nice change from previous countries where either fashion plates or fully covered limbs walked around getting by getting judged by onlookers. I never felt like I drew much attention in what I was wearing. It was more of a Jeanette getting told that her friend should wear some sunscreen in the hot sun so that her pasty whiteness wouldn't burn. Generally, everyone is too busy with his or her own affairs to give much credence to what a stranger is doing. All day, the streets are teeming with life and commerce. On busy junctions, children in varieties of uniform are on their way to various schools, some Christian, some Muslim, some government schools, some right in town, some down the road a kilometer or two. Endless mothers with babies on their backs as they show with their efforts the lack of maternity leave as they go for shopping or carry their product in trays or buckets on their heads. These women constantly lead the walking markets that exist at every traffic light, where men and boys selling gum, lottery tickets, mosquito bats, and frozen yogurt accompany women and girls selling fried snacks, cold water, and pairs of jeans for the bored, frustrated Gideans sitting in traffic. Half of your errands can be run just by waiting in traffic if you know what's being sold at different corners. Ghana also turns out to be quite a devout country. Churches and billboards for said churches are everywhere. There was something that surprised me, or at least incongruous with the people. On all the billboards, Jesus was the same white, shiny-haired Jesus of the traditional iconography of the 50s. In America, white Jesus was everywhere. Perhaps it's just a reflection of the places I have lived, but I'm not used to seeing human images on religious advertisements, a cross or other symbols, colors, Bible passages, sure, but seeing the amount of marketing for Christianity was an aspect of note. Not to say that there was a monopoly by any means. There was a gorgeous newly built mosque by Jeanette's house, and I did see some Latter-day Saints at Cape Coast, but their advertising was more subtle, I suppose. I like Ghana. Since it is a country of people who are aware of their history and culture and find a sense of pride and respect for themselves, I especially love how guarded they are. The people I interacted with didn't need to be best friends with me. I was a potential customer as well as an unknown element towards whom one should display a certain amount of distrust. But if you surprise a woman with your valiant effort at eating a traditional dish, fish head and all, or showing a personal connection for wanting a piece of fabric that vaguely matches your tattoo, well... Then you will have earned a broad smile and a, ah, you are my friend, and your day will have been made by a nod of approval you didn't realize you had been craving. Yeah, man, this holds up. I mean, I, I hate how grumpy this sounds at the beginning, but uh, I think Kelly came around with the descriptions uh, and really caught the vibrancy of, of Accra. Like, I was not in Accra for very long. Like, it was I was there for the week of my birthday. I was visiting a friend. Um, I had never 
Oh, that's not true. I, I'd been to Africa. I'd never been to West Africa before, never been to Ghana before. And I understand why, because you, I could not get a visa. Like I couldn't get in touch with any embassy that would grant me one. And so the suggestion by several people was, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Get on the plane and they'll grant you a, a emergency visa on arrival. Okay. They, fine. They did accurate, which is what Jeanette told me as, uh, I was, I walked out my eye twitching. I was crying this whole thing. And she's like, I don't know, at least a couple drinks in as she's sitting there waiting for me as people are performing and, um, dancing outside of the terminal. She's having a great old time. And I'm like traumatized by this bureaucrat who wouldn't let me in. Um, she's like, well, what's your, what's your problem? You got in. (laughs) And I'm like, fair fair yes I did yes look at him here they didn't send me back but they almost did bro (laughs) or maybe not maybe they were never gonna send me back and I ruined their fun by being um a whiny spineless white girl um which I could have been more fun and as I said in there like I should have been grumpy and I should have yelled back at them and I probably would have gained some respect Uh, But this is what happens when you go to a country that you don't know uh, and you're mad because (laughs) you aren't doing things properly. You know what I mean? So um, I really love that that was kind of my first experience with West Africa uh, because I don't love, like, don't get me wrong. Um, It was a traumatic experience. I'm able to laugh at it now, but I never want to do that again. That was awful. Ever. Never want to do that again. Um, uh, yeah, and those planning on going to Ghana, and love it, enjoy it, whatever, go with a visa. So like, all I have to say about that. Anyway, um, yeah, I think there's a lot here that I I think I clarified pretty, pretty well. Um, I really genuinely did enjoy that about Ghana, that I had spent so much time in Asia, and I had spent so much time in... Um, in Ukraine where even if you weren't someone to look at or be gawked at or to um, engage with, there there was a sense that you were being looked at somehow. And that's, and maybe that's just, you know, what is in your, my head. And so maybe I was just kind of projecting or notice things or whatever. But, it, it is a very lovely West African quality. And I'm, I'm generalizing, yes, I, I know, but I, I, do, I do live over here. Um, and a lot of people don't care, don't care about you. And it's nice, you know? Everybody's just out here doing their best, strapping your baby to your back and out selling what you need to sell. And it's, it's, just, it's just life, it's just life and it's, uh, it, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. There were stresses that I wasn't expecting. And that is what the, a lot of the frustration comes from with this particular chapter that it's an English speaking country. Yay. Colonialism. Right. Um, and yay. Exploitation of human populations along the gold coast. It's yeah, it's creepy. But like, as I say, at the beginning, people, I mean, I found the same thing to be true in Vietnam, actually, too, that people don't 
really live with that kind of oppression or if they do they're obviously not going to deal with it with some stranger in in the street they're they're gonna make their living and, and kind of move on of course there's generational trauma of course there's things going on like that but outwardly much like in Vietnam it it wasn't it didn't feel there I didn't feel tension except for obviously my my best friend at the airport um, so it, it's just people are again people are doing what they're doing and I, I like the way this chapter ends that oh you I don't even know I'm sure think about it is there a time that you just wanted as an adult like you just wanted you craved just a, a kind word or like oh you are my friend or oh wow that was really good really like the surprise but joy in you being awesome or you being having the right answer or whatever man I like rereading this I felt that when I had this bowl of fufu which is the the dish that I was talking about with um, it's a, a grain and with a spicy spicy gravy soup and it's a fish stew so it's a it's a whole with head fish in the stew and you you eat it a particular way and it's delicious but that woman did not take it easy on me when I had gone out to the coast to visit the quote-unquote slave castle um, and it was me and um, Jeanette's friend who's a taxi driver and he's like you, you you know you don't have to eat this and I'm like of course I do first of all what else am I gonna eat second of all like I'm not gonna insult the woman like why and it looks good like I'm not sitting here saying I can't eat it but then I I tried it it was so hot <laughs> it's so hot and it is um uh as is a lot of west african food they they know what's up with the with the hot peppers over here um and and it was a big bowl guys it was like an american salad bowl like you go to a, a restaurant and like if you order a salad it's like you know up to your chin and it's in this big ass bowl uh, so it was that, but it was a big bowl of grain, like some grain that, you know, it's like a, like dough, you know, and, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, and then you, you're supposed to, um, like you, you drink the, the soup part with a spoon, but you're like supposed to kind of scoop it up a little bit with a little bit of the dough. Anyway, oh, it was so good. And I, pro I, I, I think I made it through at least a third of the bowl and maybe because you know the bowl goes outwards maybe it was closer to half and she could tell I was struggling like I was tearing up <laughs> and I was in so much pain but I'm like I need to eat this like I can't I can't leave a Ghanaian restaurant and we're the only people in there at that time of day. I think there was like an old man watching TV in the corner, just vibing. And then it was us. And so, you know, the lady in the kitchen is like, okay, what's this girl going to do? What's happening here? And I, I, she was mildly impressed. And I take that as one of the biggest wins of my life. <laughs> because I didn't completely embarrass myself. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that joy <laughs> and human connection 
is uh, really something significant that I got out of that trip. But no, birdbath, no joke. Like 2 a.m. on the morning of my birthday. It's very, it's very much burnt into my brain. Um, there was a giant boom and we didn't know what it was and everybody in the building was like, what the heck? And the generator had like, didn't explode, but it uh, apparently there had not been, they had not been um, making sure to top up the, the oil. So I think, you know, I think all the, the um, things moving around in there weren't properly lubricated. And I think not, it was not an easy fix for the generator. And everything in that building ran by electricity. So the water pump ran by electricity. So not only were was the water that was uh, f- uh, funneled to the house. I can't remember. There was she had uh, Jeanette had a, there was a, a pipe outside that I think that had water. But literally, we had to go out to the to the pump and get water, not to the pump, to the pipe and get water in buckets and had uh, a bucket bath. And that sounds like such a funny, it it just sounds so privileged. It's like, oh my God, and I had a bucket bath. I'm like, okay, come on. But I know that a lot of, I know a lot of you out there haven't had a bucket bath. Um, And I have, but I wasn't expecting it. (laughs) I I, I suppose one never does expect a bucket bath. I mean, really. Um, Yeah, so it was, it was a, a pretty joyful trip as long, it was a lesson in moving on, like that embarrassment and shame from this customs agent yelling at me in the airport um, to shaking it off and letting it go and enjoying what I was there to do, which was hang out with friends and experience a new city and a new country and go shopping for some of those beautiful uh, patterns and fabrics and eat a lot of new food and delicious Indian food um, and just enjoy. And so it was, when I remember how I tell this story, it is supposed to be one that has some significant negatives and some significant positives. And I don't know, I I suppose all trips could be that. (laughs) It is about what you get out of them, right? Hopefully, hopefully it's not only a negative trip always, but it ended up being awesome. Go to Ghana, man. Go to Ghana. Thank you so much for joining me here at Kel on Earth Revisited. I hope to see you next time where I, you know, take just a quick little weekend jaunt to Istanbul. Constantinople, baby, here I come.